0: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
2: Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.
5: Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: It's 90210 mg with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hello, 90210 OMGers. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Jenny and Tori, and um, we are going to do something special this week. Something very, very special. We are going to all come together um, for a tribute to Joey Tata.
3: A celebration of life. So this is a first time in the history of 90210 OMG that we are merging with the other amazing 90210 podcast, 9021 Beverly Hills Show podcast. And their host, Pete, is going to co-host this with Jenny and I. And, um, and we're bringing everyone together to jump on and kind of— um, celebrate joey today
2: hey everyone so as you can imagine we know a thing or two about makeup we've pretty much tried it all
3: and we are really liking thrive cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup
2: perfect for an everyday look refresh they have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for
3: any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that?
2: Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas
3: are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens,
2: sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their
3: easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder.
2: Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty
3: that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at ThriveCosmetics.com slash 90210.
2: That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order.
3: How would you like to look five years younger? or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than
2: similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus... Quince only
3: works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that.
2: I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time.
3: And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather
2: ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day
4: returns.
3: That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the
2: 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live
3: performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more.
2: Hosted by MTV, VJ's Downtown Julie Brown, and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th,
3: 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.
2: Well, we are all here together again, which is really great. But I wish it was for different uh, circumstances. We're joined by Matthew, Gabrielle, and Lindsay, and Pete, of course.
7: Jason's coming on.
2: And yeah, we have uh, Jason coming in soon. But thanks, guys, for all coming together
8: yeah this is great i mean it's good to see everybody again you know being the host of the other show the beverly hills O show with chuck and larry it's an honor to be here with all of you so uh you know it's felt like we lost a family member for fans i think and for you guys it is actually to, yeah. like yeah. you lost a family mm-hmm. member mm-hmm. In, a, in a lot of ways so i'm curious for you jenny and tori like how is this going for you this has been a weird time period with a lot of loss and Everybody's getting older and things are happening. Mm
9: -hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, first of all, we wanted to mention that there are two podcasts, 90210 podcasts. So, Pete, you guys have the 90210 Beverly Hills Show Podcast. Jen and I have 90210-OMG. And it really did feel right to kind of merge together and do a simulcast and – Kind of be with everyone as family and celebrate Joey's life today um, and speak about him, um all our amazing memories that we have, and share some laughs.
2: And it would only be right to all do it together. So that's why we're all here. Mm-hmm. And it would only mm-hmm. be right to, um, you know, come together for a good thing. let's let's do that. We're making um uh, everybody here on the, on the Zoom podcast, I don't know what we should call it. Um, we're all going to be part of a donation to the Alzheimer's Association in memory of our beloved Nat Busiccio. Yes. So you asked, yeah, when I heard the news, um, gosh, it was like, well, you know, it, it it felt as if a family member had died and I was so far away and I couldn't, you know, that feeling of it doesn't feel real. Um yeah and uh it just was a really solemn day and couldn't really explain the like energy that i was feeling but was definitely um something that shook me a lot
8: uh tori what about you i mean you're very close to 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 joe i mean you had a lot of scenes together and stuff and i'm sure you were very i read your thing that you wrote on instagram was beautiful how are you feeling?
3: I was. I mean, it definitely wasn't unexpected. You know, we know he was suffering for years um, and and that we knew this was the inevitable. Um, he was 85, um, but you still didn't want it to happen. You wanted yeah. to believe that there was more time, maybe one last hug you could get in, hmm. um, something like that. So it was still... Really shocking, and he definitely was like a dad. He was like that fun dad. He was he. I said in my Instagram post that he reminded me a lot of my dad. He was very funny and body, and um, but would always was a hugger and just you know,
2: he was great. He felt old school, right? Like (laughs) yeah, (laughs) he was the OG. Like you just it was old Hollywood with Joey. We just got joined by uh, Jason. Hey, Jay. Hi, Jay.
10: Hi, guys.
11: How is everyone? Nice to see all your faces, guys. You nice to see you. Yeah, I wish it was under better circumstances.
8: Yes, for sure. Man, you were I feel like you worked a lot with him. You had I mean, we talk yeah. about sometimes in this show, right? Like the partnerships of the couples and stuff like that. But Brandon and uh, Nat is a thing. It's just it's a it's a it, and you guys had a lot of chemistry. I mean, you guys worked a lot together. How, how are you doing?
11: We did. We we worked a lot together. We also spent a lot of time together uh, outside of work. Joey and I. Uh, Joey and I were great friends um, outside of work, which which makes uh, losing him uh, uh, very difficult for me. Joey was Joey was a very influential uh, guy in my in my life in my in my young life uh, in Hollywood. He uh, he sort of took me under his wing and. You know, introduced me to a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people and showed me around town in a way that I um, that I wouldn't have had access to uh, otherwise. Uh, you know, he was a very very you know he, you know like Jenny was saying you know he was very old Hollywood and he knew a lot of those old Hollywood guys and um, and he was, uh, he was he was he uh, was he was very he uh, was he was he was a, he was a great. Um, He was a great sharer of his knowledge and his experiences. And uh, I will be eternally grateful uh, to him for that.
2: Matthew, we have Matthew Lawrence too here. Matthew, do you have any um, good Joey stories for us?
12: Well, first of all, I've been lucky enough to see Lori and Peter. Lindsay, you look beautiful. Jason, it's long since I've seen you. I'll tell you that, Um, but my, uh, Joey, what happened to me when I heard this news, you know, we were the old people on the set. (laughs) We weren't that old, but we were the old people. And all of you uh, youngsters who were going through what you were going through, I think all of us that were older and more veteran felt like a responsibility to all of you. That's the family part that we're talking about. Here's the thing. Joey was one of the warmest, most wonderful people in the world. And we all know that with everybody. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a time I was on nine years. There wasn't a time on that where Joey was not hugging me or you or laughing or Introducing somebody to somebody. Not one time in the nine years I was there. Here's the thing that destroys me. And it's why people listening make donations to the Alzheimer's Foundation. Knowing this disease, it's not just Joey. It's anybody that has this disease. The thought that he left us not having memories not being able to remember how much we all loved him is the thing that breaks my heart the most. And I can't stop thinking about that. And I hope at the end, he had some clarity about how much everyone absolutely adored him. That's
2: all. I I don't know. There's part of me that wants to believe that, yeah, it does take the memories away. and. It affects different people differently, but there's part right. of me that wants to believe that in his soul, he absolutely remembers mm. hugging each felt, one of us and he felt nuts. our love. Yeah. Because I think that's the case for all of us. It doesn't matter where any of us are or what any of us are going through. We're all connected on a soul level because we spent so much, really the, so much formative time together that we all always know. And, I'll, you know, and I, I feel like, he did too at the end.
3: I mean, we were so blessed to have that that Zoom that you put together, Pete, for all of us to be able to see him and talk to him. Was that a year about a year ago? It was about
8: a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he was still like, I didn't know Joey at all, just to be clear. You guys are the cast, and I'm, again, grateful to be here. But he seemed like, even in that Zoom, he was still really hilarious and cracking jokes with all of you Mm -hmm. and talking about things that you all knew and whatnot. He was still with it and got it. Right,
3: and that was the thing about the disease. At that time, when we did it, he he couldn't remember moment to moment that was happening there, but he remembered all of us, and he remembered the old times. Mm
9: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
7: When I think of Joey, I think of his old I mean, he was a man who was filled with stories, filled with know-how and history, and he'd been a part of it all, he'd been around for a long time, he was a really good, generous spirit.
5: I was just thinking, like, in terms of him being old Hollywood, you know, for me coming on to your show, at you know, in the last three seasons. I was such a fan and I remember, you know, meeting him, first of all, did he not have the warmest smile in Mm -hmm. the world? Like it just lit up an entire room. And I remember the thing about him, the old Hollywood thing about him was that he, he had a class and a sort of like, um, there's a way that sets used to run where you were grateful to be there you know, and you, and, you, and you welcomed everyone and you made sure everyone knew everyone else. And, and there was a warmth and just a real gratitude that comes with, you know, knowing how fortunate you are working in Hollywood. And it wasn't just his stories, it was just this overall feeling that, um, you know, you could look to him for that like center.
11: He was always like the center. He always respected the work, and he was always totally prepared every day. He came in, he knew all his lines, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He was super prepared all the time, and you know that's that's another like old school Hollywood um, professionalism. You know, he was just always super prepared and always really ready to work every day, which was which was which was nice for all of us youngsters to see.
2: Yeah, like what Matthew said, I think is true. Like they did sort of have that responsibility of sort of showing us the ropes, if you will, you know, cause we were all young and kind of figuring it out too. And I, I think there was a, there was a lot to that because they, you know, I know like the other adults on the cast, like I learned so much from just being around them and watching them and hoping that that professionalism sort of like, you know, leaked into my world. And I think it did. I think they had a huge impact on us and certainly Joey did.
3: You guys remember he would come to set every
2: day. He was always, and this is another
3: old Hollywood thing. He would come dressed. He would have his briefcase. Like, he looked great. Like, we would all be, like, in sweats and our hair a mess. Like, you know, we're going to get into glam anyway. But he was always, like, dressed nicely, had his briefcase, walked in. Like, you know, and that's another thing. Like, you know, it's like when they say people used to dress up to take, you know, flights. It used to be a thing. Like, that was on old Hollywood sets. They would always come dressed in their own, like best foot forward presentation
11: yeah it's true
8: I'm curious for you guys you know as you guys were rising in this show it became a super juggernaut and you guys became super famous is Joey somebody that helped ground you guys with advice or talk you through when the world seemed like it was you know ca- getting carried away in your in your lives was he someone that could laugh it out with you or talk to you or say hey man don't worry about that or "Tori, don't stress <laughs> that or how did how did he handle some of that?
11: He, he he did for me 100%. He gave me tons of advice um uh, about how to handle stuff all the time. I mean, he was very helpful um for me personally. I don't know if he, I don't know what he did for you guys. Tori, Jenny.
3: Jay, I agree with you. Yes, he was always and I feel like cuz we were young, we didn't know like, you know, later on we got to know what was happening. In Joey's personal life and his struggles, but he never brought that to no, set. Never. He was always more concerned no, no. about us mm-hmm. and wanted to know what's going on, talk to me about it. And, you know, he would always place his hands on my shoulders. He would bring me in. <laughs> he would look me right in the eye, big mm-hmm. smile, and he'd say, Talk to me. And um, and he did. He would always, you know, talk about the work, talk about the personal aspect of it and what would happen and what was happening. And for, like, relationships. I always had, like, bad relationships with guys. He would always know, and I,
2: he would always be like... You always had something going on. Yep. Do,
3: yeah. do I need to have someone come in? Because I got I got connections. Like... <laughs> oh, right. Or I'll do right. it myself. See, he was offering yeah. his services. Tell me. Yes,
2: always.
3: His services. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always just made you feel better. Like, you could just de escalate any situation it felt like just by looking at you and smiling and it was just you just got wrapped up in that warmth that was like you know, Uncle Joey. I don't know, something yep. about it. The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th,
3: 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.
0: Three five one zero three zero zero, 300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
13: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com
0: It's my little escape.
13: Now Judy's the life of the party.
7: Oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon.
13: Whoa take it easy Judy <laughs>
4: Wear it like no one else.
8: Lindsay, I'm curious for you. Like, you came in late to later on in the show, and that could be intimidating in its own self. But was, J- was Joe someone like that would talk to you and make you feel like you've been there since day one?
5: I think he, I think because, you know, I grew up in this business. So. Sure. I had been on a bunch of sets, but this was the most intimidating one by far. <laughs>
2: like, Sorry. By far.
5: <laughs> um, and there was something about his presence that, like Jay said, like there was a professionalism. Um, there was this thing where he just like oozed being an actor that made me feel like, aha, I know what I'm doing because he's going to do what I'm here to do. And I'm not going to be totally freaked out that everyone here I've watched since I was a freshman in high school. Uh <laughs> And he made me feel um, extremely welcome. I think he called me kid. And I think he called me like nicknames that made me feel like I was a part of the group. You know, Um, (laughs) he was very aware of, I'm sure having watched all the comings and goings, how a person like me might've felt. So I remember him, I remember thinking he went out of his way to make me feel extremely welcome and, you know, valued.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> definitely. He he also just like, I was thinking while you were talking, Lindsay, that he, he you could tell he loved what he did. Like he loved yeah. acting. Mm-hmm.
7: He said, how lucky are we to be doing this? That was his thing. How lucky are we?
2: Mm-hmm. I yeah. know
7: that we're here to talk about, and I'm glad, but I, I feel remiss not to be able to mention Denise and Jessica, because this of is,
9: mm-hmm. I just,
7: I have to say part of all of, of this is, and I had said this in a post. It's our family, and it's yeah. a lot of you know. they are three really important people in different ways. For sure, we've lost a lot of
3: family lately.
8: Jessica Klein wrote so much of the beautiful stuff that you all said. Why don't we talk about her real briefly, Jenny? You, Jenny, I know you are very touched by all of the th- stuff that she wrote. She wrote, "I choose me." You know what I mean. She wrote some of the yeah. most important things that came through the series.
2: Yeah, she just had that um, feminine. Uh, sensibility that the female characters on the show really needed. And um, she just knew what she was doing and she knew how to do it. And there was no discussion around it. Like she just took care of it, you know? And I just felt very um, taken care of by her and, and protected by her um, love for the characters that, that had been created and, and her desire to keep everybody going in the right direction.
8: Jay, how about you?
2: I,
11: I you know, I felt I felt, uh, I felt a, a great loss when we lost Jessica. She was an incredibly talented um, writer. I was uh, incredibly lucky to work with her as a showrunner um, for the years that she uh, worked with us as a, as our showrunner. Her and her, uh, her unfortunately deceased uh, uh, ex husband Steve. Um, they were, they were very good for us as, as showrunners. And she was a, she was, a, you know, she's also a, she's also a, a lovely, lovely, she was a lovely, lovely woman as well. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, my, my heart goes out to, you know, her, her surviving daughter um, and, uh, and, and her family, you know, I know that they're, they're suffering um, these days, you know, her loss is felt uh, by a lot of, a lot, of a lot of people.
2: Yeah, definitely.
7: She touched so many lives. Mm. I mean, I think our place in this world is to make a difference. She made a difference in so many people's lives, and to hear them speak, it wasn't like you know she was a teenager. She was somebody who was older who passed away—not old, but older—and mm-hmm. yet was there was the pe- things that people had about her were so. I was really moved, and I didn't even know she really believed in um, the idea of service to humanity walk that walk was beautiful.
2: Yeah. That was interesting to learn about all the things that she had done since the show and the impact that she had had in her faith that the her, you know, how she, I remember who told me the story about when she came into town. I don't know. I think it was for Luke's funeral and for his service uh, anyway. And, how she was, it was on a, on us. I don't know. What is the right word, Gab? Sabbat. Sabbath? Sabbath. Shabbat. Shabbat. <laughs> Shabbat. Right. She didn't drive. So I, they, they, she stayed at a hotel close by enough that she could walk the walk through, you know, nature and take that time to like really let it sink in. I I don't know. There was just so many cool things that I too learned about her after her passing that were inspirational. She was
3: definitely a fire. Like, she was a spitfire. And I mm-hmm. love that about her. Like, we talk about nowadays, like, female bosses, like, like oh, you're a boss, babe. <laughs> People throw that term loosely around. Like, back in the day, she was that. Mm-hmm. Like, she was so kind and so funny, but filled with so much fire and just led the force. Um, mm-hmm. And her daughter and I were talking after she passed, and she was like, my mom always loved she said about me that you were willing to do whatever and she loved writing for that. And so I am so grateful to Jessica cuz she wrote a lot of the comedy that I got the chance to do. And that was really important to me, so it meant a lot. She was amazing.
8: She was like a voice of a generation in a in a way. You know what I mean for fans like her yeah. vo- her words came through to all through all of you in such a beautiful way. What about Denise?
3: Someone oh. just reminded me the other day that she was at, Mrs. Teasley was at Donna Martin's bachelorette party. That's true. Yes. And I can't wait to rewatch that episode because I did not remember
2: that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't I, that.
8: I literally can't wait for you to watch that. Oh, my gosh. What season
2: <laughs> oh my that? God. That must <laughs> be in the 10th season. That's it, fantastic. It I remember. <laughs> and,
3: and I think someone said, wow, Donna Martin must have been really hard up for friends if you have to invite your... Your vice principal from high school to your bachelorette party. <laughs> I'm vice like, principal. no, that's just a testament to how cool she was, Your th- mom, that character. K- uh,
8: you know, uh, Felice was there. This was the bachelorette party. Yes. And, and Mrs. Teasley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Can't wait. It's crazy, though, when you think about, like, the loss. And we all started with, you know, when Luke passed away so suddenly. And that was so jarring and weird and just destructive <laughs> and and then to see now as other people from that experience and that world that we had pass away and and move on like i don't know there's just like i, I get goosebumps talking about it and it makes me a little emotional because sorry guys i love you yeah. I don't know. I just I said before I fucking hate death and I hate loss. But I do have to believe that um we'll all be together again. And I'm uh really glad that I'll be with you guys.
1: Sorry.
9: No. Okay. Uh,
3: it's inevitable. It's a part of life. And we have such a history. And we always say this to each other. While the fans can watch and be a part of our family. And that was, you know, we were in everyone's home. So you are our family um, when you've watched us and now listen to us. But that experience over that 10 years was something that we can't ever put in words to anybody else outside of our group because it was an experience that we all shared. So like a bond and Jen and I talk about it, that, you know, I I don't think it was a coincidence that we were all together and we all shared that experience and that journey. And that will always hold a special place for all of us involved that were shared that, you know, somewhere in that 10 year experience.
2: And if you believe in like heaven and, Everything. I don't know what anybody believes in. I don't care. I don't even know what I believe in half the time. But I just, I know the how, how if it is the way they say it is, that Luke was so <laughs> beyond elated to have Joey join him at that party that, he, that they're having, you know? Like, it, it made me feel like he wasn't alone, you know?
9: Yeah.
11: Yeah. Well, we hope not.
8: Yeah, as fans look at this and watch this, I mean, they're all dealing, we're all getting, we all grew up together, right, Jenny? We've said that, like, people feel like the fans feel like they grew up and we all grew up together. Like, they're all going through their own personal Mm -hmm. sort of losing their own gnats and their own people. And it's a really challenging time, uh, relationships, whatever they're going through, we're all at that age. We can't even believe we're at that age that it's us that we're talking about this. It sounds like other people would be having these issues, but we're all having them. I mean... For Jenny, do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, how do people? How are you getting through some of these losses and and whatnot to help fans maybe in their own their own struggles? Yeah, I don't what know if fans. I'm the
2: right person to ask. Me. Like I I, don't, I fall apart. I'm an emotional. I'm a very emotional person. People, some people call me emotional. I call myself emotionful because it sounds like sound more positive. Like <laughs> but um yeah i don't I don't know if I'm the right person to ask, you know, because you're right. like everybody's going through stuff, and it's you gotta just kind of learn to deal with it as it goes or I don't know I mean, we'll
3: always have memories like you that's mm-hmm. what you take with you like you have visual memories of almost like you can visualize them in in your life and you remember hugging someone or being with someone, and then when they pass away, that remains, but we're so lucky that. Through 90210, we literally have, you know, 10 seasons of a show that is like a beautiful love letter to our entire family. That the ones we are losing, we're able to see them um, and, and remember it that way. And the fans get to do that as well. So they're never completely gone.
5: Yeah. I hate the endings of things. Yeah. I don't like when good things end. I remember when the show ended, I hated that day. I I hate, I hate Mm -hmm. the ending of anything. I recently um, experienced loss in my life. I lost my dad. And I feel like a lot of people of our um, age are losing their parents. And, you know, like it just, it rocks you. But the thing that I just refuse to believe is that when like you have an energy as big as a life, as a life force, that that ends. The thing that I think keeps me like going and keeps me thinking, especially whether it's, that our show, you know, that your show was on for so long and ended or that, you know, unfortunately we lose the people we love, that energy continues. And I think if you if you don't think of it as being over, it's just transitioned or changed into a, a different, you know, a different, who knows what it is. That sort of helps a bit. Um, it's, it's not, there's no easy way through it, but I think, I think thinking about that energy carrying on is probably helpful.
7: And joining the energy, right? It's just all coming together. Yeah.
5: And when you love someone so much, the grief is so much greater, right? So it's like you feel grief and you feel the loss. It just means that you were lucky enough to have that, you know, love mm-hmm. and experience.
2: And we're so lucky because it, we get to watch the show back and be with the person as if it, it, we're all still together. And that those moments in time are frozen forever. And we're so lucky to have that and i don't know we i think we might have chuck rosen uh joining us is that happening do we Uh,
8: just to to jump on your point though jenny like the fans also always have the show to go back to Mm -hmm. they always have that thing the work that you guys did is now speaking on such a deeper level because there is that place that they can go back and watch that episode where you know nat paid off Brandon's bookie or <laughs> whatever it is, and live in those kinds of spaces of like, hey, this is this place. This is the where where I'm good. I can come here and I can watch this and be okay. It's like the work that you guys did and the the dedication that you guys put into for all the seasons that you were there. It's just so appreciative from fans. And I try to tell you guys that as much as I can, because the work still holds up and it still means a lot to this generation. And the more the generations see it, the Beverly Hills 90210 made a significant difference in people's lives. And um you should all be really proud of the thing that you did. Cause it's still here. I'm sure then in season one, Jay, you were like, I don't think we're gonna get past <laughs> episode seven. <laughs> you know?
11: I didn't think I didn't think we were gonna get a back nine pickup, to, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I don't think any of us did. No. We, we were all surprised that we got through that first season. But.
2: was it a back nine then how how does it even work? We did yeah. so many episodes every season. Nine <laughs> plus nine is only eighteen That's. Uh...
11: <laughs> no we got we got we got the we got the we did the pilot and then we got the initial twelve order twelve okay yeah. and, then, and then we had to get that back nine back nine you
2: know? I remember that <laughs> that expression.
11: so so archaic right Gotta get the back nine. Ooh.
2: <laughs> I've forgotten about that completely. No,
5: but that math doesn't add up. Right. We did like 23 episodes, but we also did double ups. So does that mean yes. there's like
3: 46 episodes? <laughs> there there was you? like 32,
11: 34, <laughs> oh boy. right? We're 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 all over now. <laughs> no, we were doing we were doing we were doing 30 32 episodes a year. in those double up episodes years. We were doing 32. It was crazy.
2: Yeah, and Joey was on for all 10 years. He's yeah. one of the few of us that was on for all 10 years. And he was yeah. in like 200 and I don't even know how many episodes that was. 200 and something. Yeah, he was in a I, lot. Mm-hmm.
8: Jay, do you remember that episode where he paid off your bookie? Do you remember? <laughs> where,
11: he, where he paid it he paid off Billy Vera? No. Nope. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, we just watched that on 902 on MG. The least intimidating bookie ever. <laughs> 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 My my boogie with the softest hands I've ever touched in my life. And that voice,
2: that
10: voice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
3: Remember, I don't know which season it was, but finally Joey was added as a a series regular, even though he was always a series regular to us. He wasn't contractually a series regular. And then he got to be in the opening credits. He had his own spin in. (laughs) I remember that day filming that. He was so excited to be included in that. What
11: season was that? Was that was that season eight? Oh, that he got a spin. Pete'll
3: know. Yeah.
8: Pete. I, I don't. Know. I think it's. I think it's sooner than that. I think he, he became a regular sooner than that.
11: Like season yeah. seven, maybe seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten, maybe eight, nine, ten, something like that. He was spinning
5: by the time I got there.
9: <laughs> yeah, right.
8: Okay, there <laughs> you, I feel you like go. It was like
11: <laughs> season
8: seven, maybe. Uh, Gab, I Gabrielle, I just watched an episode where you had to go do a review of uh, the Peach Pit. And you're like a yelper and you're giving because it's a college thing so you're like giving a really harsh review but you and joey do some some really great comedy was he fun to do comedy with gabrielle
7: it's fun to work with to be with joey was to be with joy that's what it was that was really he loved what he did he made it fun and easy and you know sometimes you work with somebody and you just flow <sighs>
2: The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th,
3: 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.
0: 3510300 and follow the climbing in heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
14: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
2: I know we're being joined by Chuck now. I thought it was earlier, but now I know he's here. And Larry, we have Chuck Rosen and Larry Mullen. Hi, guys. Uh, hi. Everybody. Look at you. Look at you guys. <laughs> I called you. Hi, Larry.
15: Lindsay, I don't
2: know
15: you, but hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> hi. Uh, I can answer that because oh. he started being a suit When you about Joey, it mm-hmm. was season five, my last year. Ah, And right. he. And Tori, he was onto to it after about season three. He wanted to know why aren't i in the credits. <laughs> 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 to get there, you know, but eventually he uh, convinced his friends down the hall. To be in the series regular, and like all you guys, uh, he's great that he made it and that's where he belonged. And, and really hard, right? I mean, you the actors, you maybe come from Larry too. He was a character actor, and for a character actor, Get on, and I was looking at his resume, and he did every show of the, the early seventies, 70s, mid seventies, 70s, late. 70s, you know, just a lot of shows. But to have ten years of one character to grow and be with this was the, this was the part of his of his lifetime, and 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 that was the beauty of it is that he knew it. Mm-hmm. He was happy, you know, as you're all saying.
8: Chuck, do you remember meeting him in the audition? Do you remember seeing him for the first the time?
15: Audition. I've been thinking about the audition because it was the first audition that we had was an episode two uh every dream has its price tag. the one about shoplifting and um and and we 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 did it on wilshire boulevard and tony shepherd it was me and tony shepherd because tony was representing your dad Tori, and it was Mm -hmm. because it it had the chance to be a recurring role. We didn't know if it would. Oh, wow. Because, you know, but it had the chance to come back for more. And there were two actors. It was Tony Shepard, me, and Diane Young. Uh, th- there was a woman director who I, I actually went after, M- Melanie Mayron to do episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she had a girlfriend. And the girlfriend um, was, the, was the director. I'm sorry I'm s- having a senior moment here. But she's the one, my favorite thing that she did is she's the one that got you to do the aerial shot with you on the bed, Jenny. So when you spun over,
9: mm-hmm. you
15: know, and that was always in the credits and things. I always, always sure. like that one, the directing move she made. But, but the two actors, it was Joey, but the other actor is Frank Gorshin. Do any of you guys know Frank It's <laughs>
13: The Christian? Joker, the original I Joker.
15: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Frank Gorshin, and Frank Gorshin was a more you know, guest star uh, worthy. He was a big name coming in. Yeah. And the other woman, uh, the woman director was just deferring to him. And and, his, and and I just looked at it this way. Who would I rather spend an afternoon with? This friend of Duke Vincent's, or <laughs> a star? And, you know, it was no contest. You know, Joey, it wasn't very many lines, <laughs> but that personality was what I it wasn't that's what we needed that's what you wanted you wanted a place if I was going to try to create a place where all you guys would hang out then it would have to be a welcoming one you didn't mm-hmm. want somebody who had sardonic insight which is right. what really <laughs> brought to the table I think Larry
8: you got to work with them in the later seasons yeah. so you came in in season four what 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 are some of your thoughts about about working with Joe
13: I was thinking of it I have two major thoughts one was. The fact that writers loved Joey, and we loved writing for the character of Nat, and in the, in, you know by the fifth season when Cindy and Jim left, there was a space to kind of develop it more. And in season six, we went for it. We and we we sat there in the room and said we're going to give Joey a romantic storyline and Ooh, and yeah. it's going to be the one that got away and mm-hmm. and we mine deep into the real joey's life like chuck was saying into his credits and we found a movie he was in called unholy Rollers. it was a roger C- a corman film a b film mm-hmm. and we built this whole storyline that this was going to attract the one girl that he really loved who got away and roger corman and they and actually they they, they screened the movie the peach Pit after dark it's a special night to kind of honor joey because the gang did not know he was an actor and his whole story was of course he had that repressive father which we see in the 60s episode who uh, basically made him give up his acting dream but we had this 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 movie we're going to show it and joe and and his girlfriend from back when is going to show up and we did and joey has kissing like everybody else and everybody else gets involved (laughs) in this relationship and, and they wind up getting married and having a baby and it goes to the end of the season and and the woman he marries, uh, who plays Joni, is uh, was a friend of mine, Julie Parrish. She was a wonderful gal. I don't know if you guys got to meet her. She was in Elvis movies. She was an Elvis girl, uh, <laughs> and she was a, a friend of mine, just uh, from a friend of a friend, because you know, she had done Happy Days and Laverne and mm-hmm. Shirley, also, real mm-hmm. long credit. But Joey could not have been happier. He met the challenge of having his own romantic storyline, and, and it was just it was we felt so good about it. The other thing I wanted to say was, you know, we 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 exploited Joey's character in a sense in season four and chuck knows this because we had this great storyline for dylan where he's going to get scammed out of his money and in the christmas episode where it's all starting to go down and kelly taylor played by jenny does not trust these people at all it's Nat who says to dylan come on dylan it's christmas you have to trust people and dylan does and he gets scammed out of all his money he gives the worst advice and i remember telling last time i saw joey it was that Zoom we had and i told him the story and he had a big laugh out of it because yeah we
9: yeah. be,
8: he had the worst
9: <laughs> advice oh. the cool, <laughs> oh the cool thing God. is for you for
8: jenny and tori you're doing season four you get you're coming to it pretty soon mm-hmm. and you'll be able to explore to see all, of, all of of you're this. gonna see all that play out <laughs> yeah it's it's good stuff you're gonna love it yeah
11: hey larry did 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 we screen that Roger Corman movie? Was that the episode where we did the Roger Corman Film Festival? Did exactly,
13: that <laughs> exactly. It was fade. It was fade in, fade out as the episode. Maybe you did direct it, but yeah, we no, had Roger. I did. Corman. I directed
11: that one. That's right. I remember that. And Roger came and did a cameo. It was great. That's Right. You got Roger Corman to do a cameo. Yes, Very he cameo. Cool. Came. <laughs> it was fantastic. We did because because I because I did a Roger Corman movie and I, and I sent him an email and I was like, hey Roger, I don't even remember me but I made a movie for you back in the eighties and I, I'm directing an episode of 90210 and he was like, yeah, sure. I'll come and do it for oh, you. Go
13: yeah, that's uh, amazing. You know, he's still around. God bless him. Yeah. <gasps> awesome. It was really
2: cool. Do you guys remember when uh, we saw him at the, wasn't really the peach pit, but it was just a few years ago when they did that event um, for BH 90210,
3: mm-hmm. the pop-up, the pop-up. The
2: and the pop-up he came. he came to the pop-up and I, I yeah, will right. never forget because
3: Joey, not Roger Corman, correct. <laughs> right. <Thank> you, Joey. <laughs> right. Sorry, <I'm> Roger Corman liked the good but he,
2: you know, he he was already starting to suffer from Alzheimer's at that yeah. point, and mm. it was we weren't sure what what we were going to get and how it was going to you know affect him and h- how it was going to go. But I just remember he was exactly the same as he always was. Patting a, getting a little booty pat in there. <laughs> Give a little extra squeeze, you know, and, and and just feeling that love from Joey like it, it had never changed.
3: Jen and I had the, um, mm-hmm. the opportunity to work with him again when we did Mystery Girls in 2014, and that was such an honor. And that was the first time that he really divulged to us, you know, his personal struggles and what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm so nervous that I'm not going to be able to do it. He was Joey. He showed up like he was
2: awesome on tape day in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. He just flashed that smile, and everybody was like, oh, oh my God. Everyone went We're so crazy. Happy. Yeah. The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to
3: the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.
0: advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I
1: literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, Oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. yeah. Right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is,
0: Three five one zero three zero zero. And follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
14: Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, low. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, required, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18.
4: Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper, wear it like no one else.
8: Tori, I mean, there's an episode in the last episode, there's a great scene where you ask him to walk you down the aisle. The, the Donna does. Sorry. <laughs> I connect you to all It's the, the same. Time. <laughs> Don't worry. But I think what's really interesting is the way you asked. I mean, him, I feel like fans, or when I watch back that moment, it's such a powerful moment because we want that. We want to see Nat incorporated into the end of the, the series in a way. And it's a really touching moment. Do you remember doing that? And what was that like to, to do, shoot and do, especially at that time when the show was coming to right. an end, right?
3: Um, so the writers had talked to me about it. And, you know, since my dad on the show had passed away, They said, who would walk Donna down the aisle? There was an idea of Felice walking her, my mom down the aisle. And I immediately said, (laughs) are you open to Joey walking me down the aisle? I feel like that's the heartbreaking moment. Like, she lost her dad, but this is her second dad, really. Because throughout the years, that's what he was like to everyone. That's what he became. And, you know, personally, Joey and I were so close. I was like, this is a real relationship on and off camera. Like, this would be an honor for him to actually walk me down the aisle. Um, and they were excited about the idea and wrote that in. So, And I think we were actually, because I think a lot of people were like, that's kind of weird that it was filmed at the Peach Pit after dark. I think for some reason, we ran out of time. We were so, it was supposed to take place in the Peach Pit. But um, they were on the set for Peach Pit after dark. We had to shuffle things around. So that's where Donna asked him. He came over and Donna asked him to walk her down the aisle there.
15: Oh I know I know why, why? you why? I know why you weren't at the peach pit because they because they had struck the set. Oh no, it was already gone. <laughs> and you know how it I was? know this and I'll I'll tell you I how I know this because I Larry, this is when I was doing and Jay, yeah, I was doing a pilot for Fox. Oh right. at the time, a kind of a low budget. Um <laughs> it, a really low budget, even a lower budget than the first season of 90210. <laughs> it was so <laughs> low, low budget. And and um and so I needed a set and I needed a stage. And Paul gave it to me because you uh, had already struck it. And wow. we were filming when I, I don't know if you guys remember this Rosenworld world crashed the wedding. Nice. And Karen and I, and all three of my kids who really wanted to be there. We're there. We've got the pictures to prove it. <laughs> and, and when I left the Hilton, I think it was at the Hilton, right? The Beverly Hilton. Yes. I, uh, I drove to the back to, uh, our, our Calvert Street and ready for the night shoot that we were doing Amazing. on the stage. That's how I know. But it was the Peach Pit after dark where we filmed, not the original Peach Pit set. Right.
3: You just blew my mind. I did not know the Peach Pit set had been struck already. Cause that was what two, we had two more episodes to go or was it the episode yes. before I, the finale? As I did 143
15: episodes with the spelling company. I know they don't, around they just get going they're just going get done. it done you know and, wow. okay okay wipe that off the books now come on come on off the books i think it's
8: cool that it's at the after dark and it's not at the peach but i know maybe it makes more sense but i like the intimates and nat's not wearing his outfit he's in he's in street clothes and he's just having a conversation you know it's not uh you're not going to the diner to get to ask him you know uh Lindsay do you have any kind of memories of you know any scene work that you did with him or anything like that?
5: I think, you know, Ian and I did a lot of scenes in the Peach Pit when we were like coming up with our schemes and plans for the tabloid that we wrote for.
8: The beat. Um, The
5: beat, the Beverly
8: Beat. Love the beat.
5: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I don't really remember the specifics of the scenes but I remember loving, you know, the moments for me as an actor sometimes that I remember the most are the um, in between the scenes. And you get to go and sit in your chair with your name on it and you get to chat with the other actors. And I have, I have vivid memories of sitting with him on the stage waiting for a, you know, a lighting change or you know, to hit our marks. And you know, like I said before, I just, I really liked being in his presence because he was a pro and he was funny and he always had stories. And I just, I felt, you know, happy to, to waste some time with him on those, on those stages and dark sets, you know?
8: We're also joined by Michael Lang, uh, hey
10: director. Hi, oh,
2: Michael! <laughs> so excited to see you. How many episodes of the show did you direct, Michael?
10: Twenty-six. No, I think uh, twelve. <laughs> I was, was 12. believing
2: twenty-six. You should
10: have just that. In? Yeah.
2: obviously one of our
3: favorites because we loved you so much. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
10: thank you. I, I always de- tell
8: Michael whenever yeah. there's something that's very complicated. It seems like they're just like, or, or there's multiple days.
10: There's going to be a lot of action. Let's just call Michael Lang. He'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was a. I, you guys were my favorite too. So whenever I do panels or whatever, and they say, "What was your favorite show to work on?" And I always, I always say, 90210, was was the it was the greatest show because it knew what it was." and it knew what it was supposed to do and it knew that that's it. it knew what it was it knew what it was supposed to do and it was about things that were important to human beings mm-hmm. so and you guys were also great i mean people would say oh were there any stories i would say the o- only good ones i mean you guys were professional and always prepared and fantastic and it was a great show to work on. Loved it. Do you remember,
2: like, what episode uh, to, that, that stand out to you that you directed with uh, Joey?
10: I don't know. I mean, not really, because his parts were always relatively mm-hmm. small. I mean, what I remember the most was the one with the where, 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 which we did, which which had the um, the fair or whatever with all the rides and whatever.
13: Yes, the amazing Mr. Walsh goes to Washington.
9: Yes,
15: exactly, yes. Michael. Yes. I was just out. I was just out addressing the um, California uh, Coastal Commission, and they meet up in the top of Malibu Canyon, where where they have a meeting area and all that. And just down the road was that Soka College land. That that yep,
10: place. that's crazy. But I actually was in getting sort of thinking about today. I thought of a story about Joey that completely you know captures him in my mind and here it is first of all he was one of the very few people that called me mike and it was fine with me (laughs) Uh, but uh so i had just gotten a new car which i was very excited about and it it had gotten a little bit dirty and i was you know riding to the set it was whatever you know i think it was a slightly later call and uh, I decided to get the car washed. So I left a little earlier. As a director, I would always get to the set a half hour before a crew call, always. Um, so I figured, okay, I have enough time. The car wash was interminably slow. I mean, ridiculous. And I'm pouring sweat. I mean, I'm just so exasperated. Come on, guys. Um, so finally, you know, they get the car done, and I had like 10 minutes – to get there before crew call, and it was probably a nine-minute drive. So I go. I'm probably driving like 80 miles an hour down Ventura Boulevard. Um, not very good. So I finally, I I screech up and I just park right. We were the first scene we were shooting was in the peach pit. So I screech up and park right in front of this, in basically in the set. So I'm, you know, I'm the director. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Like Mark said, Joey is out there, right? And he knows. You know, we've talked this. You know, was probably the fifth or sixth episode. So we had talked, and I, I'm always sort of proud that I always get there early, and so I'm sure I mentioned that. So he's out there, and he's going like this.
8: <laughs> pointing to your watch. He's pointing to his watch. Yeah. Right.
10: So he
2: wanted you to know.
10: Not only did it not bother me that he did it, which Busting normally, it. like, if an ad ever did that to me. I would throw them off the set, <laughs> but like it's Joey, so how can you get mad at this guy? And he's right, I am. <laughs> so I jumped out of the car. He had already gotten all the actors assembled, right, and and made sure everyone. You know, I think I might have called the AD to say I might. It's going to be pretty close, anyway. And he was just so sweet about it, and just you know, he did that sort of fake thing. that <laughs> It was just such a, a memorable moment of him and how he could just sort of, he could just be, he was such a right, you know, like an authentic person. He was mm-hmm. a great guy, really great guy. And I, I hadn't had that memory until, you know, this. So it was pretty cool. <laughs>
3: well, we, We've talked a lot of business and onset about Joey. We haven't talked um, offset with Joey. But I was lucky enough to be able to go to quite a few Playboy Mansion parties with Joey Todd. Yes, and he was—he was like the life of the party. Like he was the king there. Like he was friends with half. He was old Hollywood, right? So you know he was there, and he was always so respected there. So I just have those memories of being able to go and be like, oh my gosh, like Nat, like Donna drunk at prom, Donna drunk at the Playboy Mansion with Nat, (laughs) OMG, you know, we just always had the best times. And yeah, that that was always a standout. And I know Jenna and I have mentioned on the show, like we always look forward to like late nights. We'd be filming with the group Friday night. And, you know, sometimes we put in plastic cups and like, sorry, Chuck Larry and, And Michael, you shouldn't be listening to this. But, you know, we'd have some alcoholic beverages. It was like nighttime. We'd have one big group scene. We each had like one line in them. We're like, we're okay. Um, But Joey in that infamous briefcase that he had would pop it open. Always had like little mini bottles. He'd have like a makeshift bar in there. (laughs) This is after we were all legal. But like, yeah. We could go and be like, oh, great. Yeah, we'll have some. So, like, Joey's room was like the fun room to go into. You
15: know, you just should have come in. You guys were on the set doing that. You could have come into Paul's (laughs) office about then. It would be Betty.
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Well, jo- Joey always had that too available, but you know, I didn't. I didn't want to call everyone out. Okay, wait. So you're saying we could have merged parties? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> be so um, yeah, exactly. Darn it! We
8: only had a hill between us. Ah. <laughs> Jenny, did you get to go to any of those kind of cool parties with
2: with with Joe? No, <laughs> I didn't. I think I was having a baby or something. Uh, you don't really want to <laughs> hang out at the Playboy Mansion when you're like eight months pregnant. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um. You did get to have a couple experiences, though, at some rap parties with him. Like, we we definitely, like, had fun with him at rap parties.
2: Oh, yeah. you He's the guy. We wanted to hang out with him. Like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't weird at all that he was a lot older than us. <laughs>
3: no, not at all. He was so fun. That's why I felt it was important to bring up that part of it, too. While he was, like, mm-hmm. someone we definitely looked up to on set. He was so professional and so kind and helped us with our personal problems. Like, he also was, like, that fun guy to go out with. yeah. And it was like no age difference. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Wait, Linz, did we ever go out with Joey? I was just trying to think. I was like, was he with us
5: that night at the sushi restaurant when I fell off the table and pulled the potted plant out of the thing?
8: That sounds like such a great story. I don't
14: believe he (laughs) was was with with us. us. (laughs) I want to hear that (laughs) story.
8: I know. I don't care if he was there or not.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And also, by the way, I didn't know you guys had briefcases of bottles of things on the set you didn't let me in on that until I think you're back well maybe around the time of the of Donna's bachelorette party and Mrs. Teasley was there mm-hmm. and just to come like full circle and you and we had real like live jello shots we had I jello remember, shots wow. so, how do I know it was not remember
2: a this bit of a- I know. Yeah. I don't remember the sure bachelorette party, but I don't have no idea. You were at the I, I was the I was
3: being honored and I don't remember <laughs> it. Okay, good. And I remember jello everything. Shots, no, I never maybe been, it like, was trying to like, say my line. Like, yeah, it was probably the jello. So, shot. Wait, who made jello shots?
5: <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I made a I
5: mean. no
2: memory. I love this so much. Oh,
5: well, someone made jello shots, but it
2: wasn't I, me. Probably it me. Was, <laughs> sounds like something you would do and Yeah, to of course.
8: Um, I just want to give Larry and Chuck a chance to talk about Denise and Jessica, too, because we had talked about them earlier. And, of course, you both worked, obviously, with Jessica, you worked side by side with her through the years. Uh, Chuck, do you want to talk about Jessica Klein?
15: Yeah, you know, we had, Gab, son, Gabby's not not here. We did a, you remember the other gals? I don't know if you, I think you both talked to them. You know, the gals who did the Blaze podcast and were, were they, they staged a show when we really did the Donna Martin graduates episode at the fine arts theater in front of like 800 people. And I played that insufferable superintendent and Denise Apart. Dows- Apart. was in it. She played Mrs. Teasley and, and, you know, and, and, uh, and, and anyway, um, that was so much fun because, you know, as Pete knows a little bit, you guys got to hang out on the set. We Larry and I we were in the writer's room or I'm talking production with our director friends like Michael and, and Dan Adias and whoever else. And so I, you know, wasn't able, you know, to, to actually even know some of the people who kind of regular and, and were with us until we did this podcast here and having that great experience, mm-hmm. getting to work with her as an actor, for God's sakes, you know? So, and, uh, and with Jessica, Jessica, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think that, well, I mean, I, and we've talked about this on our podcast, you know, I don't know if you guys felt this, if you've talked about it ever, you know, Darren announces he's doing another series. And why don't you just yank out my heart? You know, I mean, he was a huge part of the production. And what are we going to do? How, what are we, and, and Steve and Jessica and I and Karen really resolved to make season three the best one we could possibly do without him. And so, you know, that was Jessica. That was uh that was that was a full major year. You guys know it from going to Paris to the triangle. What
2: a big season. The car
15: blowing up mm-hmm. to graduation. What a thing and you know so that Jessica and Steve were there every minute of that. And uh Mr. and was really comforted to see you there that day, Jenny.
2: Yes, me too.
3: I got to say though, real quick, sorry that to date, uh, we hear this all the time. Season three is by far the fan fave season. I, I'm I loving hear that it, too. Pete. Am I wrong? Are we wrong? No, everybody does. We're say loving that. it yes, too. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our favorite. I, 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 so I actually like
8: season four more, but that's just me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put way my, my thoughts in, but season season three, is three really and
3: four that's what everyone are really says are amazing. like the fave, yes. right? Oh, yeah, season
15: four had Mullen. You know, it's pretty hard to top that. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Larry Mullen, right? Yes. Larry, do you want to weigh in on Jessica? You know you know i i came in, in
13: in season four so jessica and steve was at the height of their powers and uh, you know jessica was really really bright and you know she understood how to frame a story and she was basically we've talked about this before but she was the go-to person to pitch the story to you know to mr spelling you know because that's a you know a terrifying aspect we got to now we've done all this work we got to now present the stories to mr spelling of course, he wants to know what Donna's doing first, but but she knew that she knew <laughs> to do that. But but now it's all our all our, our our goodies are in her, you know, in her in her bag basically. And and she would always do it. She would be brilliant at it, and that that was her strong thing. The other thing, you know, seeing yeah, her were and there. She was the typist, but yeah,
15: and yeah, also the network too.
13: And the network, thing, yeah, Aaron at least it more was a friendly house. Yeah, yeah look, I, Fox, they were ready to. Oh,
15: that one's not going to work. So you know, we had the, <laughs> and she was great at that. You know, yeah
13: she had a great grasp but it's just it's it's tragic because she was young you know i mean i yeah. it's, it's kind of upsetting you know? but uh we loved her we got a chance to you know we had a chance to kind of uh, reunite with her and all the other people with her too over the last day a couple of years so you know there's that yeah. <sighs>
2: The 90s Cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com
3: slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.
0: 3510300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio
4: So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper, wear it like no one else. Wow, this
2: is so nice to get together and talk about Joey and Jessica, Denise. It's it's good.
3: Oh, Chuck, we have a question for you about Denise because we were trying to figure this out. So how did the role of Mrs. Teasley, because originally mm-hmm. we saw she was in it as, uh, she was with the twins, the twin testing.
2: Right. She was that like a, episode. a teacher or something, right? right. Mm-hmm.
3: As someone else. And then she came back as Mrs. Teasley. How did that work? And did you plan on her being recurring? I mean, that part grew and grew and grew. Was that because of her personality or how did that come about? Yes. Yes, it, it, it actually
15: was, Tori. She, she it, it, you know, and I had to be reminded of that. But it was, you know, every once in a while, um, Diane Young would come in and say, remember, this actress did only this part, and you really liked her,
11: mm-hmm. and she
15: did well, and she would, would like to come back. And I think that's that's what it was. She wanted to do it, and we knew, and, and, and you know, with, the, with with Denise's quality, particularly then, she being, and, and very much like uh, Karen and my friend um, Janice, who, who was uh, the real life Mrs. Teasley. Uh, that was her name, last name was Teasley. Oh. And, um, and, but anyway, uh, and we know well, but also had a really lovely speaking voice. And, you know, with the principals in, in, in a lot of the different schools, you know, there's assemblies and it's the person, we knew she'd have great command. And, um, and we were, you know, and I, I'm not ashamed to say this at, at this point, you know, we, we want, just like we had Henry at the beach club and, and Denise, we, we knew, you know, here on our main cast, we didn't have people of color. So we also really look to bolster that and, um, they became such good friends of the show yes. and, and of all of you, clearly.
2: Yeah. Hi, Karen. Karen Rosen. Hi. Hi. Hi.
15: We were just talking about Denise, but, you know, want to share a memory, but this is for Joey.
16: God, he was, he was always very nice to me. I think the ladies will uh, remember <laughs> this and I, I think I speak for Jessica, ala Um, but he was kind of flirty, you know, he was like, <laughs> um, and
2: so diplomatic of it you. was like
16: a wrap party or, um, you know, something where there was alcohol available. <laughs> You know, then I would be sure to have a long conversation with with Joey. Very close, very close quarters. A long conversation, and um, you know, he never acted disappointed in the outcome. But you know, I think he was. I think he was. Uh, he was very friendly. Let me just say that. But we loved him. He was great. He was. It was. Uh, you know, a pro, a veteran actor. Great to have with the young folks and. Was fun to write for him. It was fun to write for him.
15: You know what I was thinking relative to Karen with our writing for Joey, is and and it was one that was so important. And it, when 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 Brenda when we did Brenda go to the Peach Pit and be Laverne, you know, which was a crazy notion to have her dress up and be that character. And one of the reasons it worked is because Joey. Was, you know as the owner of it wasn't he just went with it oh here's this crazy kid doing it and and going sometimes looking back at that episode and you guys doing your i think you were the choreographer uh, of that Tory of, of uh, breaking up is hard to do or whatever you were doing at that uh, that one in there at least uh, breaking up that was a different one but um anyway you know that light quality that air, that he could Bring that. He made it a place you wanted. You wanted to be in the Peach Pit. You wanted. Mm. It was our version of Cheers. Everyone knows your mm. name. You know, kind of thing. That's
6: true. It was. True. It was also
15: a spot where they would frequent, That was one of the places
16: we could sometimes have a whole cast scene in the Peach Pit, or a, a, a multiples, a lots of people in there. And um, those were. I was just saying this to somebody else this morning that when the whole gang got together, everyone's individual. I'm just going to say star quality, their charisma was magnified and amplified by being all together. And it was like more than the sum of its parts. And, and it was fun, really fun to watch, you know, in person on the set, I just felt very privileged when I was able to do that. Um, And then Peach Pit was one of those locations where, where it was, but that's that episode with Laverne. That's an example of one that the network didn't, didn't care about so much, but the fans really loved. And Joey would always tell me, That um, that was their favorite episode. They would come up to him. People would tell him that was my favorite. So he would always give me that compliment. Always very sweet to me. Um, Yeah. Non-related. Jenny, Tori,
8: Lindsay. Did you guys ever eat a mega burger? What is that? What is that? Oh, my gosh. You
2: just read my mind. I was literally just thinking (laughs) about a mega burger.
8: Well, I mean, I would love to have one. I don't know where I would get that, but like, but but did you ever? Well, eat I know where you can Megaburger? get it because you
2: can get it from
3: Fat Burger because that's where we got it yeah.
8: from. Okay, so I'm going to go to Fat Burger. They get would the they would literally
3: pick up Fat Burger that morning and plate them.
8: Yep, that's a mega burger. Oh, a fat burger. Well, a mega burger. Drew Kenny.
13: Drew Kenny would have done that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But you can't think of the peach pit without thinking of Nat. Like it, they're mm-hmm. one and the same. Yeah, they, yes. they go down in history together. And that the the uniform and it's just remarkable what an impact that character did have on the whole like you know sphere of the show and and how big it was but it always came back to everybody knows the Peach Pit, everybody knows Nat yeah
3: Chuck, who named it the Peach
16: Pit? I believe it was Charles, right? because it, it was after the Apple Pan
3: that's how I remember it. (laughs) And why the peach pit? Was that in honor of the apple? Oh, it was in honor of the apple pan? Absolutely, it was
15: the apple pan. Okay.
3: In fact, when they told
16: them this is what we were basing it on, the, the location people, they went and looked at it and they built it on the set the same way with no tables because the real <laughs> apple pen doesn't have it. Just a
9: counter, so yeah. The first, yeah.
15: You remember just wow. the counter? Yeah. And then they had to add the tables. Yeah, yeah, because, well, everybody was very happy when we just built the counter because that's all we could <laughs> afford to build. <laughs> and, with
3: <laughs> and why peaches? Who picked peaches? Who likes the peaches? Well, apple pan, peach pick, you know.
16: So, oh, okay. yeah, it just okay. came to him in a moment of, of
15: inspiration a moment a moment
16: I,
2: if i could get inside the mind of of, of a writer i would love it because that this doesn't come to yeah. my mind peach yeah. pit apple pan
15: larry you talked about larry in my mind be careful
13: <laughs> you know there's something we should talk about didn't joey have this plan to franchise the peach pit yes and, and and I think it was one of the you know he never really got it going. I know it really haunted him in a lot of ways because it ran into some problems. But uh, that was kind of going for a while in the, in the middle of seasons. He was kind of
2: have this thing and have, have peach pits all over the world. Yeah, I think Iron was wasn't Iron involved with that whole idea? Yeah, maybe you know who it was the um, you know the guy. It was the restaurateur.
15: restaurateur. Yeah, he had, um, Hollywood. Planet Hollywood, Hollywood. Maybe? Yeah, um, the guy who um, what's it called? Nikki Blair.
8: Nikki mm-hmm. Blair, oh. that's who it was. His buddy Nikki
15: yeah. Blair, the rat
6: pack. Oh, yeah. That was their deal. Yeah.
8: I want to switch because Carol Potter has joined us here as well. Hi,
6: Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Hello, everybody. So uh, nice, so to, nice see you. to see all your faces. You too, Jenny.
2: Hi. Uh, uh, we've all shared some really Great stories about Joey and just our memories of him. Would, would well, you like to share with us?
6: Yeah, he had a lot of stories, too. He was mm-hmm. a guy that had a lot of stories. But, you know, during the show, we didn't um, we the parents didn't hang out at the Peach Pit, surprisingly. <laughs> but I ran into him at a at a benefit. This woman who um had a terrible experience with Lyme disease, and nine hundred two one zero was one of the things that helped her get through. And and Joey happened to be there, and so we we had a great time. Oh, and then I know that
17: story.
6: Yeah, yeah. And I remember we, that? Yes. Very interesting. And then we did a whole, another. We went to New Jersey for one of those um, celebrity conference things, and um, it was you know. Those things can be so, <laughs> so wearing, but it was great to have him there and we could just bounce stuff off of one another. And uh, he was good company. Um, and what a devoted father. I mean, he talked about his daughter all right. the time, all the time. His world just revolved around her.
3: She was ba- Kelly was basically raised on the set of Nine Hundred Two and
2: 90210,
3: right. <laughs> his daughter. She was always there growing up.
2: I had forgotten that. That's true. Yeah. I remember now.
3: She was little when we met her. Little, little. He was crazy about her. Yeah. yeah. How old was she
6: when when the show started? Oh my gosh.
2: Gosh, how old is she now? Under ten. I don't. Um, yeah, definitely like yep. under ten.
6: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Speaking
5: of the Peach Pit, I had a really weird, like meta meta moment when my kids. Um, <laughs> School fundraiser this year. The theme was 90049, which was the zip code of the school. And it was a nine zero two one zero themed oh fundraiser. God. And I had to go to this <laughs> fundraiser, and everyone dressed as like, you know, there were just a lot of gnats. There were a lot of gnats there. <laughs> I can just tell you that.
3: Did you dress oh, as Janet?
5: <laughs> I dressed. Well, my husband wanted to be Steve, and he was like, just go as you. And I was like, That's, I don't know how to nail this. This is weird.
8: No, that's a really good wow. idea.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if half the moms knew I was on the show, so, but I went as Jenny.
9: <laughs> no, went so as I, you, I went
5: as Brenda. That's I was perfect. Brenda, and my, my blonde friend was was Kelly, and we wore the same um, prom dress. Oh, uh, that's uh,
3: I want to see that photo. Soft.
9: Perfect. That's great.
2: I think Jason had a st- – um, his daughter had a thing where she had to dress a up. A dance. From- yeah, dance, 90210-themed yeah. dance at her school, too. She was probably really popular that night.
3: <laughs> and yeah, there were pictures of, like, her dad mm-hmm. in there. It's so wow. crazy. And,
8: and the point to make up uh, it, or just to mention is that in the various stages of 90210 that came back, they always brought Nat back, right? In the in the, the, the mm-hmm. latest W version, they they brought Nat back, and he had some, like, coffee shop peach pit, which <laughs> is just, just really bizarre. But uh, but he was there. I mean, so did you get to reconnect with him, Jenny, when you when you did that?
2: I wasn't on that. (laughs) You weren't on that? (laughs) She's joking. No, I'm joking. He wasn't on it when I was on it. I was only on it for how many episodes? 22. No, Uh, just like three, I think. (laughs) This is an inside joke that we were
3: talking about yeah. the CW version, but I don't so uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And Jen was like, "Well, I don't remember that much. I was only on three episodes." And I was like, I- "I'm telling you, you were on a lot of them." And then <laughs> we, go- we googled it together, and she was on 22 episodes. I was wow. going to say, like, oh, you God.
8: did spend a little time pivotal on character. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pivotal
3: character, yeah, yeah, pivotal. But she probably wasn't on the episode. Was he only on one episode?
8: I think he was on one episode. All right, yeah. that's
3: so cool, though, that they did that. You know, yeah. I would, yeah. I don't,
2: I would have remembered seeing him there.
3: And we would have absolutely, of course, mm-hmm. had him on BH90210, but we knew, you know, he was yeah. already diagnosed with Alzheimer's and suffering. And when we saw him at the Peach Pit at the pop-up mm-hmm. afterwards, he, in fact, said to us, you know, I want I want to be on it. And we're like, second season. If it goes a second season, of course you're going to be on it. And then we
7: did.
8: Yeah. Yeah, it should be. There should have been a second season. Sorry to just add so that. I have to tell
3: you. Can I just
16: type in and say to you, girls, you did such a perfect job. I thought
2: you did a wonderful oh, job. Thank you. I, I
6: agree. It was so clever and so well done. We had fun, right, Carol? That was that was my best day of filming in my entire career.
3: Oh my god! Wow. I
6: have to tell you, wow. it was my. We had favorite so much fun day that day. Of filming. That was such a great day. It was so nice that Jason was directing and. We, we basically were just hanging out together all day on the set, right? Because we're all sitting
3: there. There was barely any, any blocking.
2: Yeah, right? Carol played our therapist. Right. I, remember. Was, I remember. And it was such a
3: different experience than being, like, teenagers on set. And in our minds, you know, Carol was the parents. And now it was like we were all peers and we were sitting there and we got to know Carol on a different level. We're like, Oh my God, what were we missing all these years? You're (laughs) so funny. You're so cool. Like we should have been hanging out with you. (laughs) Well, I was just, it was such a
6: thrill to hang out with adults. You guys have become, Um, you know, that was very special. That was very special. Thank you. And, and Joey actually got to see a lot more of that. Didn't he? Because he was on, the whole 10 years, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he got to be with you as, you, as yes. you sort of grew into more of an adulthood.
2: Right. And all of us kind of, we were always all at the peach pit. So he got to be with all of us all the time, which w- you didn't really get to have that.
6: Well, we had you in the living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: in the kitchen, a lot the of the Walsh kitchen. The living
6: room. Yeah. And of course there's the last
16: episode of season one, you know, with the going away. I'm oh, late. Right. Uh,
6: yeah. That parents were there.
16: Parents Carol
2: and- came to the peach pit. That's right.
6: That's right. So yes, yeah, so occasionally we showed up at the peach pit. And well, then, wait I a think, second, you, know- uh, you Carol, but you
15: know, uh, remember the episode where Eckhouse, um, where Jane went to the, uh, he became all karaoke, and yeah. uh, the, his client put the karaoke machine. Everybody. That was early karaoke. That was, you know, in the United States. And you guys,
3: yes. you guys were into doing it down in Koreatown a lot, yes?
2: You you were cutting edge on the karaoke scene there.
3: Cutting edge on everything, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> really. We talk on our podcast all the time True. about um, 90210, the stories, everything connected to it. Um, Talking about the environments, even back then. Like, it, it was all so, like, cutting edge of what would like, end up, you know, being huge now that everyone talks about the topical, you know, issues we dealt with.
15: Well, even so, the one thing is, Michael, this is more for you. Um, we saw this episode, second one we did, with, uh, with one that Joey got cast in, in fact. Um, it had to do with shoplifting. And I'm looking at, I haven't seen it since it's aired, and people confirmed this. There's a whole passage they start, the girls are sitting around, Talking about white privilege. Oh it's my 1990, nobody oh, talked around down. it except for Amy
9: Spee's. Oh, wow. White
15: privilege and so, you know, it was like we really were in some of this cutting edge uh, 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 of wow. uh, political discourse. Here.
6: That's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs>
15: <laughs> I
16: think I need to go watch
6: it again now. There yeah. That was the second episode, Chuck. Not after the pilot, but the second in yeah. the season. First one you met Dylan, then right. you met Nat, I
15: guess. Yes. The second <laughs> one you met Nat.
13: Green room.
6: And you know, when James and I, whenever there was like an adult on the set, <laughs> we <laughs> usually glommed onto the adult. <laughs> 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 so we were, like really connecting with Joey in that in that episode.
2: We talk about sometimes on OMG, we talk about how the things that our show got, a, some of the things that our show got away with saying that you can never get away with oh now. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, they they stick out like red flags now, like things that people would just freak out about these days.
9: Yeah.
2: yeah. And the, it, it's interesting to see how, how we got away with it and how it wasn't it wasn't oh. such a topic of conversation back then.
15: Well, it's, it's really interesting. You know, I taught for a couple of years at UCLA and I wanted to do like a history of network programming. And I started, I want to see if I could get a shook class like that together. And one of my favorite shows of all time, Karen knows this, is Hill Street Blues. Mm. Nobody had ever seen anything like Hill Street Blues when it first aired. And today it is unwatchable it really? is so sexist and racist and vile oh, you yes. and we were sitting there with the director a fine man named Bob Butler a really classy individual i actually did a pilot with him for abc at one point and really enjoyed the experience immensely and he was embarrassed like like turn it off <laughs> you know, it, wow. it was the it we it was a different wow. country and we got away yes. with a lot of stuff
6: mhm yeah this has been
8: great guys catching up and seeing all of you and reliving this stuff you know i mean this all three people that i've gotten i got to know jessica we had denise on our podcast too and and we did that zoom with with joey and it was really it's been just great to be a part of this universe and i know as a fan like as i said to you guys earlier like you really made a difference in your work and um i think a lot of people are looking for a place to go right now when they're dealing with their own loss and whatnot and the fact that they have Beverly Hills nine hundred two and what we were just talking about is so important because it's a place that is always there for them so um it's uh it's really beautiful what you guys did and this conversation has been really awesome too
6: yeah well Pete we have to say thank you to you also for bringing us all back together I mean this has led me to appreciate this whole experience on a whole other level. I mean, getting to know people again.
2: Yeah.
8: Thank you. Yeah,
6: so thank <laughs> you, Pete.
8: Much appreciated. Thanks,
2: Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a message um that was recorded from Brian Austin Green um talking about Joey. So, we want to go to that now.
17: Joey was around the the entire time. He was uh he was one of the main voices on the show. I mean, he was the, he was definitely um, a heart and and, and soul in, in what it is we did. And, and fans really looked forward to seeing him and seeing, uh, seeing the moments that he was in. And he brought so much light to, to what we did. Um, our show was a teenage drama and, and and the character of Nat wasn't necessarily a part of that drama he was he was the the joy and the escape i think for people watching the show um just because they they had that chance to then get away and sort of laugh with him and smile with him he had such a great energy to him and he radiated so much love and and joy that you couldn't help but smile when you saw him or you were around him personally. He was, he was an amazing man. He really was. Uh, Denise Dow, same thing. She, she was fantastic. Um, she was so professional when she got to set. She was so kind. She was so generous. Um, and then Jessica, I mean, she's what a force. She was in. She was in every episode, just writing her heart out. And she was so good at listening to all the actors that were there and whatever notes they had and whatever thoughts they had, and incorporating them um without letting us uh, mess it up. <laughs> you know, which uh, which is an easy that's an easy thing to do. I mean, you get a bunch of kids in there who all of a sudden think they're awesome. And then you know they're like, oh, I can write a script, and it's like, no, you, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not that easy. Um, Joey was Joey was one of those guys though that no matter what was going on in his life, he would he would share it openly, but he was very optimistic. He um, he never ever brought things to set with a sense of woe is me. What am I going to do? Um, you know, I need fifteen to step off set and go. Do, like he just, he would just sort of rise above everything and uh and smile through it all. And he was really positive in the way that he dealt with life. And then for us as a as a young cast, I think it was just so helpful having someone as seasoned as he was, uh, and as kind and as thoughtful as he was. Uh, that, that we saw every single week. I mean, we were, we were in the peach pit almost every episode of, of, you know, 10 years of the show. He, um, so I, I had no idea who he was. I had no idea who Aaron Spelling was. I I was like, I was young. I was really outside of the world of television at that point. You know, I was, uh, I just didn't, I I didn't know all the uh, ins and outs and the connections and all the people that had done it. Um, Joey was Joey was honestly amazingly kind from the very beginning. He was never anything but loving and sweet. He never, uh, he never had a sense of like, you know, Hey kid, let me show you how to do this. You know, he, he always spoke, uh, which I really appreciated. He really spoke from a place of this is what I've experienced. Um, but it may not be what you experience so you, you know it's you got to make your own choices and you you have to love your own life and you have to find your own way through it i can he would help whenever he could he would sort of take your hand and guide you through it a little bit but he was never um he was never bossy he was never never that guy that was like i've done all this and you know my ways the right way now cuz i've lived it all and he lived he had lived a long life at that point <laughs> i mean he was when we started, he had done a lot of stuff. He had been in the business for a while. He'd worked with a lot of people. Um, I mean, if uh, for fans of his, if they go back through his body of work and go back through his IMDb page, it's literally, it's like uh, he's... It's a who's who of people that you've ever heard of. And Joey has worked with all of them. I, I mean, just every single person. Um, but he was amazing. I mean, he made he just brought so much life to what to what he was given it wasn't he wasn't necessarily written the the best stuff i mean he was you know he was the guy that owned the peach pit and so we would come in sometimes and he had very repetitive you know mega burger two mega burgers but you know it's like it was sort of yeah it was sort of the same stuff we going vanilla today or we going we sticking with strawberry um uh the peach pie is fresh um so uh you know he didn't have a lot to work with sometimes and he uh and it never showed he he never uh he never complained about it he never was on set going i can't believe i'm saying this again he just every single take every single run was just the consummate professional um and he was uh just a great guide for i felt for a young actor like myself to um to aspire to be on some level. I mean, he really, he really set the tone for me of he and, and Luke really set the tone for me of uh, the type of person, the type of life that I wanted to live and the type of person that I wanted to be no matter what was going on in life. And um, he was, he was an amazing man.
2: It's so interesting to see how we all, have the same perspective. We all had our own separate yes. experiences with Joey and with Jessica and with Denise and with Luke. And but, we, but everybody's stories are somehow weaved together the same. And that's how you know that you're dealing with just a really genuine, authentic person. Um, and we're all so blessed to know him and work with him. And it's just been an honor getting together with all of you and talking about him today. It makes it feel better somehow to- yeah get to share our stories and remember together so and his memory
3: and his memory goes on through our stories and our shared experiences and that when people have passed that keeps them alive right because Mm -hmm. we'll always talk about what they meant to us Mm -hmm. and be able to rehash things and they're just it's just like they're right there with you
2: again yep Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for all. Thanks for having us. us. Thank, Thank you. Oh yeah, we yeah, it. loved it's it. Great. Love you Thank guys. You guys. Love you guys.
3: So good I'm to see, see you
8: guys. Hi. Hi,
11: everybody. Hi. See you
3: soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. We needed that. Yeah, to be with everyone. That was that helped. you, know, you and I have been talking through the loss of everyone, and, and especially Joey. Joey's passing most recently, but it's so nice to be able to have that our family, our 90210 family together and to see them for everyone listening. We got to see them here on Zoom and and hear all the stories and be able to connect, like, you know,
2: put all of that together. It was really special. Yeah. Thank you for everybody for making that happen for us and for all the fans and everybody that's listening. We, um, we love doing it for you. So Um, I'm glad we all came together.
3: And again, this podcast of everyone coming together, we um, are donating in Joey's name to the Alzheimer's Association. Um, So please go ahead and donate there as well um, in Joey's name and and anyone that you know or have loved that you lost that uh, was suffering with that disease. We encourage you. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thank you. And I love you, Jenny Garth. Love you, too.
2: Enter to win a free cruise for two. on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's
3: most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities.
0: three five one zero three zero zero and follow the climbing in heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
10: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. EBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you